This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap Podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we preview the series that just ended for the Red Sox. Look forward to uh, the next one. Break that all down for you. I'm your host, Keaton Rocher, and joined with me today is Matt Collins, because Shelly has a day off. Matt, um, last time you were on, you got to talk about getting blown out by Tampa, and now we get to talk about getting swept by the Braves, so it seems like you're good luck. You know what? I'm not going to take responsibility for this, because I think there's <laughs> like a one-in-two chance that if you're recapping a Red Sox series this year, you're coming off a sweep, so <laughs> I, I, I'm not taking the blame for this. This is just, this is just a numbers game. Yeah, that's probably fair. All right, well, let's just get into it then. Uh, game one on Monday night, Braves took that one 6-3. to three. Pitching matchup there, Max Freed, who's been having quite a year uh, against Colton Brewer, who has not been having a good year. Uh, and Trenton's just kind of continued. Brewer was able to get through four innings, gave up eight hits, five runs, two walks, four strikeouts, um, and by then the damage was done. The Red Sox bullpen, however, followed with five innings, only giving up one run. The bullpen has been surprisingly steady as of late. Um, well, I guess with the exception of the next two games in this series. But <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that, but <laughs> some of them have been. Yeah. Uh, what, are, what is your just overall impression of the bullpen, and do you think they should start using, well, I mean, I guess they'd have to get to high leverage situations first, but Phillips Valdez in high leverage situations. Yeah, I think they've been... I think they've been willing to do that a little bit. He's at least been warming up in some of those situations. Um, but he's definitely one of Brazier. I keep going back and forth on every time. Like I'm like right there for, with Brazier. Uh, he gives up a home run or something and I fall back. Uh, but I mean, I feel like he's right there and that's pretty much all they have behind Matt Barnes. So like you said, they don't really have a lot of high leverage situations to hand out, but Fel does has definitely pitched his way into it. Um, just, I mean, with Brewer in this game, though, I will say I think his line was a little bit worse than he was. Um, he pitched into the fifth, which was a mistake, and that's where three of his five runs came. Um, I think they just tried to push him a little bit more, mainly because they have to, because every game they're only getting three innings out of their starters, three, four innings. So I get where they were coming from, but I think he just got pushed a little more in their... He's been put in a situation that just is not suitable for him. If he can go two or three innings, I, I'm kind of a Colton Brewer guy, but they're making him go four or five, and it's just a disaster. Yep. Uh, eight hits for the Red Sox, five of them coming from Verdugo and Devers. Verdugo went three for four with three doubles. Devers went two for four, and now over his last 13 games is hitting about 350. Um, thoughts on either of those two? I mean, Verdugo is the number one reason to watch this team right now. Um, He's just, he's just really good and he's fun. And he, the way he plays is fun. His defense and his arm are just really, it's a, it seems very out of place with this team watching Alex Verdugo, but he did it all series. I mean, we'll talk about him with the other games too. I'm sure he just, he was easily the, their best player this whole series. Yep. For the Braves, uh, Adam Duvall hit his first of four home runs in the series, uh, and that was all of the homers 
that uh, occurred in the entire game. Uh, Max Freed went five innings, gave up two runs, five strikeouts, two walks, and a 1.6 ERA. He's just kind of continued to be dominant there. And then uh, old friend uh, Melanson got the save. Yeah, that was the first time Freed has allowed two runs uh, since his first start of the year, where he also allowed two runs. So this was actually like his worst start of the season. <laughs> well, Must good be team nice. for it to come against. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> All right, game two. Uh, bullpen not so great here. Uh, Braves take this one 10-3. to three. Um, Ryan Weber got the start versus Ian Anderson, who's now had two pretty darn good starts against the Yankees and the Red Sox in his young career. Weber went four innings, gave up two, no walks, two strikeouts, uh, and then the bullpen followed with uh, Stock giving up two and two-thirds of an inning, and then Kyle Hart giving up six in two innings. Uh, big five-run eighth that really kind of blew it open there. Um, thoughts on game two here? Uh, well, Kyle Hart got hurt, um, which is probably, I don't want to say it's good for him because it's never good to get hurt, but he would have been sent down if he hadn't been sent to the injured list. So I guess being on the IL, at least in terms of self-esteem, I guess is better than getting demoted. Um, but he was, uh, he's just, he just doesn't have it. Um, he's got to figure something out where he's going to find a new pitch or something because what he's working with does not work. Um, the one positive from this bullpen is that we got a very good tweet. I don't know if you saw this from uh, Robert Stock's wife. Uh, yeah, somebody, I did see that. Somebody sent out a tweet saying that uh, he looks like a twice-divorced man and he's completely given up on life. And uh, his wife said, zero times divorced, but if he keeps walking the leadoff batter, I will consider filing. So... If Robert Stock comes out firing his next few appearances, I think we know the reason for it. Yeah, that'd be great. They could use that. Ian Anderson went six innings, gave up two runs, eight strikeouts, and a walk for him. He's just had back-to-back really good starts. Braves just have arms galore, and now they're kind of making it to the majors and don't know what that's like, but it sure looks like it's fun. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because they have, like, well, the worst rotation among, like, good teams in baseball, and yet they're not using, they're, or they're just starting to use these young guys. They're throwing out Robbie Erlin and Tommy Malone. They got, like, <laughs> Ian Anderson's on that. I don't, I don't know. Like, come on, you, you got him. Flaunt it if you got it, man. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Marcelo Zuna with a three-home run night. Uh, he went three for five with six RBIs, uh, doing most of the heavy lifting there. None of those, sorry, none of those home runs were (laughs) cheap home runs either. Those are all absolute. That his home run to center field, his third one went up in like the camera. Well, I don't, I don't know if I'm sure. I've seen people hit balls up there, but I can't, I can't remember anybody ever hitting a ball there. It's just unbelievable. That's a long way to go in Fenway Park. Yeah. For the Red Sox, Verdugo multi-hit game, two for five with an RBI. Uh, and then a bunch of scattered hits. Red Sox left 14 men on base this game. Um, that's just kind of been a theme throughout the season. So I don't know if there's much else to talk about with this one. Um, so do you have any anything from Verdugo or anybody else here? Uh, I mean, Verdugo, again, was the MVP. Devers got on base a couple of times. Uh, it's nice to see a double from Yairo Munoz, I guess. I think Munoz is sneaky, a guy that I'd like to see get a decent amount of playing time down the stretch, but um, I think that probably says more about the state of the team than Munoz himself. What do you think about Lynn in left field? 
Uh, it was fine. He made uh he made one really good play off the wall that uh Arauz sound like Jerry Remy um <laughs> couldn't handle at second base, and they could have had uh, Ozuna on. Was it Ozuna or Riley? Somebody on a double. Um, yeah, so he's, I mean, he's a good defensive player. I Basically anything not to have Jose Peraza out there, it's fine with me. Peraza is not only not good at hitting, he looks brutal in front of that wall. He, is, he just can't figure it out. Yeah, I agree with that. But with the news that Ben Attendee's done for the year, probably going to see a lot more of it. Unfortunately. On to game three tonight. A bit closer of a game. Uh, the Braves ended up taking it for the sweep, obviously 7-5. to five. Uh, Red Sox jumped out to a quick three-run lead that was then immediately surrendered uh, by new acquisition Kickham. Three innings, three runs uh, for Kickham. No strikeouts, no walks. Uh, and then Adam Duvall taking the reins from Ozuna, doing most of the damage with three home runs in the game tonight. Robbie Erland didn't pitch very well. Um, his ERA on the season is now 695 after going four, giving up five earned runs, two walks, and only three strikeouts through four innings. But the Red Sox not able to capitalize on Atlanta's bullpen that went five shutout innings after that, allowing the Braves' bats to get him back in the game. Um, again, Verdugo had himself a game, two for four. Devers went two for four. J.D. Martinez went two for four. 13 men left on base, which is actually a good number for the Red Sox this season. Uh, or just overall impressions from this game? I mean, this game, I, at this point, you're looking for a little victories. I think this was the best game of the series, weirdly. Um, I thought Robinson Lair looked like a guy who has the tools to be somebody. His command is um, way off, and he needs to figure out where the ball is going, but he at least has he's throwing 95-96, and he had some really impressive sliders. I caught a couple strikeouts. Uh, kick him. Had a terrible first inning, then retired seven in a row and finished his outing, uh, and then Triggs came on and threw one, two, three innings, so the Red Sox actually had three straight perfect innings, which like blew me away. Uh, I kind of forgot what that felt like. It was like, it took like 15 minutes to play two and a half innings, and I just I was like I lifted up to heaven at that point. Um, Matt Barnes looked good again. Jackie Bradley Jr. hit a home run, which is nice to see. So I mean, obviously Duvall hitting three home runs and first time that a team has had two three home run games back to back since 1930. It's not great, but. Most things with the Red Sox aren't great. I thought there was at least more good things here than the other games. Yeah, and, I mean, like you said, looking for small victories, uh, Andrew Triggs' slider was filthy tonight. He had guys yeah. just completely baffled. A lot of right-handed hitters that just couldn't handle that. Yeah, I thought I, I, I wasn't all that impressed with Kickham, even though he had those seven in a row. But the other, I mean, Lair Triggs... Brazier and Barnes at least looked like major league pit- pitchers, which is the bar that needs to be cleared for this Red Sox team. So, <laughs> I mean, Tr- and Triggs wasn't even that good, but he just his he at least had stuff that looked like it belonged, which was nice to see. Yeah, 
And it was noted on the broadcast, too, that Jackie Bradley Jr. had been hurt for a while and has been uh, better as of late. So it seems like he's healthy and, like you mentioned, hitting a home run again to the opposite field. This is something that we're not really used to seeing from Bradley Jr., but this season, I think three of his four homers have been in the opposite field. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, you can always tell a Jackie Bradley Jr. hot streak by where he's hitting the ball. Because he, when he's hitting the ball the other way, that means he's hitting the ball in the air. And that's when good things happen. When he's going bad, he's either swinging wildly at breaking balls away from him, or he's just pounding everything into the ground on the right side of the infield, and he's just the easiest player to play defense against. So, or against. So, um, yeah, I mean, seeing home runs the, the other way can only mean good things for him. Sure can. Uh, who is your MVP of the series? Uh, I mean, it's got to be Ozuna. Yeah. guy was a monster. He had another home run in this game. It's just, he's unbelievable. He is a free agent at the end of the year. I think a lot of Red Sox fans are going to want him solely based on this series, not recognizing that uh, he's not going to be able to face his pitching staff <laughs> if he is on the team. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, at least he, it seemed like he enjoyed hitting in Fenway Park, at least. He sure did. I, think he would, I don't think he would be opposed to coming back here. No. I completely agree with you, and then... Uh, Shelly and I had both predicted that the Red Sox would get one game in this series, so that was both wrong. But, you know, that's just kind of how it's been going. So we'll take a quick break and come back and then preview the series against the Blue Jays. Pretty lengthy five-game series now for the Red Sox against the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, uh, who currently sit at third in the division, and they are the eighth seed in the expanded playoffs. Um, probably a good time for them to be facing the Red Sox. And this is quite a new-look Blue Jays team that the Red Sox will be facing as they uh, were pretty busy leading up to the trade deadline and uh, on deadline day. Uh, a couple days before the deadline, they acquired Taiwan Walker from Seattle. And then they acquired Jonathan VR from Miami, Ross Stripling from the Dodgers, and Robbie Ray from Arizona. Um this is one of the very few teams, uh, might be the only team actually at this point, that the Red Sox have a winning record against currently in this year. I'm going to go ahead and say that's not going to be the case coming out of this series. Uh, what's their record? I think it's 3-2. and two. Okay. I'm going to say if they had a two-game, I could see them. Yeah, I'd, probably not going to have a winning record anymore. This five, five games or four days is pretty tough with this pitching staff. Yep. Uh, right now, we only know tomorrow's matchup, uh, Martin Perez versus Taiwan Walker, and then it's TBD versus TBD the rest of the way for both teams. Uh, as the Red Sox will probably just, I mean, Zach Godley will be there uh, for one of those games, and the rest will probably just all be bullpen games. The Blue Jays figuring out their rotation with these new arms that they acquired. Um, looking like some pretty tough matchups for the Red Sox, uh, who are going to get five games facing Rowdy Talese. So, um, did you put the over-under at six homers for him in the series? Yeah, that sounds about right. Five <laughs> games. Well, maybe the seven innings, I'll, I'll knock it down to like five and a half since the doubleheaders are... Two of the games are only seven innings long. Yep. A little homer happy at the moment. And for some reason, Rowdy Talese is Babe Ruth against the Red Sox. So. It's unbelievable. It really what is. he does against Red Sox <clears throat> pitching. Even when Every they had series. good pitching. I mean, it's not even just this year. It's uh, It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. It's one of those weird phenomenons. 
Uh, the Red Sox now have uh, the worst record in the American League by half a game over the Angels. Um, so there's that. Till the Angels, play. the Angels are playing the Padres right now, so we'll see what happens there. Oh, okay. I actually forgot to look for there, so I just looked to see if the Blue Jays game was over. They're tied as we speak. Ooh, interesting. Nothing, nothing in the third. In the race to the bottom. Alrighty. Um, what is your prediction for games here in this series? Uh, I mean, I certainly don't think the Red Sox are going to get swept, mostly because I just I can't handle that. Um, I'll say the Red Sox take two of them. It's probably take... bold. Yeah, I feel like they'll be able to get one. I guess it depends on what the Blue Jays do for their pitching. It seems as if the Red Sox are going to miss Hyunjin Ryu, who's pitching or pitched tonight. Yeah, they won't um, see him, which is part of the reason. I, I'm not Taiwan Walker. I think is interesting. I'm not super scared of anybody else on this pitching staff. I think it's going to be a lot of runs in this series. I really like Robbie Ray, even though he's having a pretty bad year. Uh, I've this never year. been a Robbie Ray guy. Well, the thing is, the Red Sox have a lot of guys that are prone to striking out, and he's that's the one thing that he does yeah. do, no, that's is fair. get strikeouts. <laughs> so it's probably a pretty solid matchup for him. That is fair. They always seem to struggle against lefties, too, which doesn't make any sense. They have a lineup that should kill lefties. But... Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll get one. Unfortunately. That's where I'm at. Uh, what is your prediction for MVP of the series? Hmm... It's hard not to go tell us, but I'll go. Uh, I'll go Vlad. I want to pick a pitcher because I haven't done that yet this entire year. You know, I'm gonna go Robbie Ray. <laughs> he'll he'll just throw a gem. That's first game go. in the AL. Off the wall. All right. Uh, any other closing thoughts on uh, this series against the Braves or the upcoming monster series against Toronto? Uh, I would prefer not to talk about the Braves series ever again. Uh, with the Blue Jays, I think this is a, I think this is a good opportunity. Uh, I talked about this with Cheek on our last podcast. Um, Red Sox to play a little spoiler. The Blue Jays have a one game lead over the Tigers for that last playoff seed, and uh, I like. I like causing other fan bases misery. So if the Red Sox can somehow sneak a four out of five in here or something like that and put a blow into the Blue Jays' playoff chances, even though I kind of like the Blue Jays, I'd still, I'll still have some fun ruining some playoff chances, if possible. Yeah. Um, I guess one thing we forgot to mention is that Teos Hernandez has like 11 home runs. Um, so that's another... Uh, that's fun. Just yeah. out of nowhere. Great. Well, that'll do it uh, for this podcast. We will be with you again um, on Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Monday to recap this one and preview the two game set versus the Phillies. And um, you can find all of the great things that we write about over at OverTheMonster.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Spoken Keats. You can talk to Matt at Over the Monster. Um, do you have anything you want to plug that we got coming up on the site? Uh, nothing specific, just, uh, we're going to keep plugging away through the end of the year, so I don't know what we're going to be writing, but we're going to figure it out. Great. Sounds wonderful. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.